0: Guru Nation, welcome to episode 477 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, Chris Sauber joins me and we discuss a couple things Sites should be doing right now in a January 28th, 2021 world. By the way, special shout out to my newly born nephew, Clayton Daniel Sfera. He was named after me, the middle name there uh daniel so clay and daniel Sfera, happy birthday happy born day literally your born day uh this episode we discuss what sites should be doing in a 2021 world of course covid factors into it overheads budgets factor into it um also clinician recruiting clinicians what didn't factor into it really is getting studies and that's something i actually wanted to tell you guys here I definitely believe 2021 is going to be a record year for research. So a lot of business, you guys should be applying for studies. There's studies everywhere. Of course, COVID studies. We do mention those. Um, If you need help getting more studies or even starting a clinic or just maintaining and increasing the studies in your existing clinic just text me 949-415-6256 also links in the show notes to the patreon channel it's a monthly mastermind as well as weekly videos in there this week i did a video on clubhouse the new app that you have to be on if you're on an iphone um so check that out other links are cra academy crc academy and uh thank you guys very much and let me know what you think about this episode. Thank you. Hello, Guru Nation. Welcome back to another episode of uh, Random Musings. This is going to go on the podcast, too, because it's like 20 minutes or maybe a little longer. It hits the sweet spot for podcasts. podcast. And actually, I haven't done a podcast in like a week. It's been busy. But Friday I'm making up for it not only today. You guys get this one. But Friday, I'm recording like three podcasts in Friday, which is why, Chris, I might be late to one of our calls. But, um, you know, we're going to keep bringing you content, keep hitting you over the head with this content, all right, because it's important. And by the way, make sure, Chris, I never showed you this, all right? Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, and hit the bell button so you get reminders. So let's go through that again. Subscribe, like, hit the bell button, comment. Look at this, Chris. Let me show you this. It's getting better because I've been telling people. Uh, yeah, it's getting better because I've been telling people to call to action. I, you guys can't see anything. I don't think. Yeah, I can't see your phone. Uh, yeah, it disappears in the green screen. Trust mm-hmm. me when I tell you. On any given video of mine, seventy-one percent of you are not subscribed. Seventy-one percent used to be seventy-five. It's gone down because I've been asking for the subscribe. So mm-hmm. make sure, what's wrong with me? You Just subscribe, hit the button. What, you want to rely on the algorithms to let you know when is the next video that you should see of mine? No. Subscribe, hit the bell. You take control. The is in your hands. Who knows better? You or the algorithms? Tell me that and then vote with that. Subscribe, like, hit the bell button, comment, share for bonus points, share. And uh, with that being said, Chris, welcome. Uh, thank you. Welcome back, man. It's been a while since we've done one of these proper slides. Slide yeah, presentations. It's been
1: about three weeks.
0: Yes, way too long, way too long. And January's still not over, um, which is a little bit crazy to me, considering all that's been going on with us. Uh, yeah,
1: yours just starting, too.
0: Yeah, so this is good for you sites, okay? Three things clinical research sites should do now. Now, if you're somebody who's trying to get into clinical research as an employee, don't turn it off. No, no. Come back. Your finger's hovering on the scroll. Don't. Look, this is what sites should do now. It means that they're probably not doing it. This is what you can be doing, and you can tell the sites in your area, hey, are you doing this? Because I do this. I watch these two lunatics on YouTube. They tell me this is a good idea and yeah, so absolutely. uh say exactly that and lead with chris sopper as the lunatic number one
1: no you're lunatic number one i'm number two uh
0: either way guys <laughs> don't leave if you're a job seeker because this is good for you too okay this is how you got to read between the lines it's why you got to subscribe like hit the bell button and comment okay so what research sites should be doing so sites should look for ways to be more efficient I talked to, I can't talk about it yet, but I'm talking to a tech vendor, a big tech vendor in the space. And uh, they're looking at exactly doing this and preparing sites better for the future. I'm not saying virtual trials is going to replace research. It's not, it's just going to be an additional component of research. What we're more likely to see is some kind of hybrid element, part virtual part, traditional, uh, and it's more for the convenience of the patients, not to replace the sites. This is my opinion. Chris has his own opinions. Uh, why don't you give your opinions on... Uh,
1: well, I would agree with everything you've said, but I do think good, it, good. the the possibility exists at some point in time, as technology advances, that oh, sure. people could be replaced.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, that can happen to all of us, you know. Um, but this industry, things move so slowly. Oh, yeah. It's like the slowest moving industry um, in the world. Uh, the only times it was fast was during developing this vaccine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then it was really quick. Uh, but usually that's the, the opposite guys. Okay. Things are slow, slow to adopt technologies, all that kind of stuff. The current COVID-19 pandemic means it is crucial for sites to find ways to adapt while protecting patients, staff, and other personnel. This is true. Chris, you and I just had COVID. Uh, a little over a month ago, we're monitoring for our CRO, DSCS CRO That's behind right. Shimless Plug, and the site. You know, they don't want us to be back there uh, without a test. So, you know, like definitely uh, be use caution if you're a site. Protect your staff, protect the patients, protect the personnel. Uh, most of the changes that you guys can make as site sites are simple and can be implemented by new as well as established sites. Um, and I guess we can go to the next slide to get some tangible stuff out of this. Increase overhead costs. So this is all you because you do this all the
1: time. Yeah, here. I don't. Chris think this way more than me. I don't think increasing your overhead costs will help with the safety of protecting your, your staff but at Indirectly least can, it
0: does Indirectly uh, You'll
1: be paid accordingly Well, I guess you, you indirectly sure, You do more cleaning and such
0: You can't protect others unless you're taking care of financially yourself
1: mm, I suppose that's true So mm-hmm. in, increasing overhead costs sites should renegotiate their budgets with sponsors due to the additional costs of running clinical trials during the COVID-19 pandemic and absolutely So uh, we have many clients throughout the country and we sent out an email uh when was that email sent like november I, even before that i think we sent an
0: initial one in march 2020 when the pandemic yeah, first hit that's
1: what, yeah that's what i was thinking and only a few cool. it was like april 2020 only maybe six or seven clients reached out to me about can you take care of this i don't know if the rest handled it themselves because we have
0: mm-hmm.
1: 70 clients so um and maybe they did i don't know um
0: 70 and growing and growing right.
1: Right, and so of the six, all six had some sort of um, additional overhead. Many was just a fee, and the least was like five hundred, if I recall correctly. Because again, this was back in March or April. Um, but yeah, in some way, they were given additional co- uh, additional monies to cover these costs. So yeah, you certainly should be asking for this, and. Currently, with the budgets we're negotiating, um, we're asking for a much higher overhead. What's the
0: rationale? Like, what um, the second bullet point, you think that's uh, still valid?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Why wouldn't it be?
0: So let's read it for the podcast listeners, because they're dying to... uh hear
1: this sure expenses such as sterilization before and after patient or monitor visits require additional supplies and attention from cleaning staff, and that's absolutely true um one of our clients say basically they they sterilize the whole room mm-hmm. when they have a, like a covid patient in the room um the whole room gets sterilized it's it's not too. used for the next <laughs> two hours i would do they bleach on everything mm-hmm i don't know what they're using to clean it but yeah they they put some sort of hospital um,
0: grade disinfectant it's, it's, right. it's expensive and it's hard to find right now too
1: yep so there's certainly additional costs for for uh, materials and for staff time when dealing with these uh with COVID. i mean yeah. everything has to be sterile you don't want to be passing covet along to everybody that comes in the room so gotta to protect everybody
0: uh, sites may be forced to reduce the amount of patients that can be seen during each visit this can affect the amount of staff hours and it also affects you know staff working from home all right Some employees need like a uh, better laptops um, you know so the employer has to come out of pocket to buy a laptop for the coordinators working from home half the time mm-hmm. how could we do zoom meetings how can they do their work properly? Uh, without a laptop, because you don't want them taking the computer home, uh, the office computer home, especially if there's uh, confidential stuff on there, patient stuff. You know that's not for the house. That's for the work. So you may need a new computer uh, for your staff. There's all kinds of costs that you can justify uh, increased overhead costs. And sponsors have been what pretty uh, amenable to this.
1: Yeah, I've I've had as high as seventy percent overhead. Seventy. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. We need
0: to get some of those studies.
1: Now those are for straight COVID studies, like active
0: COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're trying to get one of those, two of those actually at our site, two of our sites right now.
1: But studies in general, the the overheads, the overhead used to be 25%. I would say it was the average. Yeah. It's probably just for a typical study, not COVID related. It's probably the average is 30, 35 now. So it's come up a bit because you still have to do the cleaning, right? You're still cleaning after patients play a little more thoroughly now than you were previously.
0: And guess what? Things we don't talk about, but are like reality day-to-day stuff. Your cleaning crew that you have might ask for more during COVID, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Because
0: it's riskier and they probably need like more supply. So all this stuff like adds up guys it's all yep. part of overhead and things yep. that you may not be thinking about yep couldn't agree more i mean janitor you want to talk about practical janitors are super practical that's their business they have to be practical you know why am i gonna use a you know hospital grade disinfectant now that's expensive and i'm not i'm charging you the same fee mm-hmm. i mean things that we don't think about and sponsors don't think about um Anticipate remote monitoring costs. So I think we're headed back towards uh, traditional monitoring very soon. It's now January 28th, 2021, the birthday of my newest nephew. He just was born today. Clayton Daniel Sfera, the middle name after me. Um, So January 28th, 2021 is when we're recording this podcast. I'm talking to numerous CRAs on live streams, and they're all telling me that their travel schedule is returning back to normal. Normal. It's starting to return back to normal. It's not normal yet, but it's returning. It's starting to like they're booking more flights. It's starting to the machines starting to crank out again. See that's, But remote monitoring still might be used, like hybrid, you know, hybrid studies.
1: That's kind of surprising to me that it's returning to. More towards normal, being how many deaths? I mean, deaths had like four thousand deaths just the other day for COVID. Yeah,
0: yeah, and California <laughs> reopened uh, uh, into the count ca- the purple tiers now. Uh, so it yeah, was on it, lockdown for it, the longest it, time.
1: It, none of it makes sense. Yeah, no. But, well,
0: but I'm telling you what I'm hearing.
1: Sure, but you know when they shut everything down, the deaths were under a thousand a day. Now they're four thousand a day or three thousand a day, and Let's open back up.
0: I just think they see that they can't afford it anymore. Yeah, that might be part of it. Um, So sites should renegotiate their budgets to include additional costs for remote monitoring, especially during this pandemic. Sponsors have slowly implemented remote monitoring practices, although it's headed back towards traditional. But if you happen to be on a study with remote monitoring, I mean, look at that picture. And if you're listening on the podcast, it's somebody scanning documents. Okay, this takes time. Mm-hmm. Guys, I mean, the reason Chris and I still go into the site that we're monitoring to monitor is because this takes time on the coordinator. We're the ones that go in there and scan so that our yep. interns from the CRA Academy yep. uh, can remote monitor. Okay, so you gotta, if you're a site and you're being asked to do this, like, you got to have some kind of uh, either part of your overhead. How have you been doing it? Like for remote monitoring, is it part of overhead or is it a separate fee for scanning? Separate, separate fee. So it's like a line item. And st- like, in addition to study coordinator fee, there's a remote
1: scanner fee. It's, or a, something? it's an invoiceable item. Yeah.
0: Oh, invoiceable. Okay. What are you able to get? Like a ballpark?
1: Um, like 200 a
0: day. For the days that are be- like for every day, that's the study's going on.
1: Every day that the study's monitored.
0: Oh, every day it's mon. Okay, so every IMV, uh, basically, mm-hmm. uh, is two hundred dollars. Okay. I Not
1: every you. IMV. Every IMV day.
0: Okay, every IMV day. So if they're doing like an IMV, but there's it, it's like two days. Or three in a row. days, or whatever. Right. Okay, I gotcha. Is that is that defined in the contract, like specifically, or? Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's uh, good to know. Okay, so there you go, guys. That's you get free advice from DSES. You know, it makes sense to be clients of ours. Thirteen hundred bucks a month. I mean, Vader agrees. Even he can't wait. He's chomping at the bit to be a client, but he doesn't have money. He maybe has Dogecoin. There's a dog on the logo. Um, but um, he's. I hear he's a fan. Uh, but it's. I mean, seriously, guys. We negotiate your budgets. Do your. Do your source for you. Help you get studies. Do your feasibilities if you want. Bring you studies. Then sponsors come to us. Uh, Do outbound. Do inbound. You can call me or Chris. Other members of the team anytime. Uh, So yeah, just a little side note. We go to the next slide. Uh, We could we could hit the next slide, Chris.
1: Sorry, my dog just stopped barking.
0: Well, he got excited. You know, I don't blame him. Actually, yeah, absolutely. He's smart. Um, anticipate remote monitoring costs. Okay. So this typically means more scanning for sites that don't use eSource. I can't wait. I'm just developing some stuff regarding eSource. Can't say anything yet, but this is coming, guys. This stuff, let me tell you, eSource going to be a game changer. Uh, many sites will start spending more time scanning because the, the reality is most sites don't use eSource right now. And this can be a time consuming process. So, like Chris has been saying, you can justify additional costs by creating SOPs for remote monitoring. You should actually have SOP for our client. That's another thing our clients get. You get Intralinks via Access, which is a secure portal for free just by being a client. So, you can, it's a secure place to upload uh, your documents so the monitors can review and then you take the access away when they leave. How many of our clients actually take advantage of this? Like, what percentage?
1: Not a very high percentage.
0: Not a very high, and but it's free. It's part of what you're paying for. You know, you can you have access to this. Yep. Uh, Another option is to indicate that the site is sharing best practices with other sites. This is good too, but you should create your own SOP for this. Um, Next slide. Recruit new clinicians. Chris and I favorite activity. Okay.
1: Uh, Favorite? Yeah.
0: No, least favorite. Well, not least, it's not least. I like talking to to doctors, um, but it's, uh, definitely time consuming takes a lot of energy requires you to give the same sales pitch over and over again. But I'm such a firm believer in more clinicians doing research and eliminating the barriers for them to do research because the average clinician thinks it's like so complicated to do research and, In reality, maybe it is, but it's also not because if you partner with the right people, you know, they take care of the complexity. And then Uh you just, you just, this is what I tell physicians all the time I'm trying to recruit. I just want you to continue being a a clinician, continue doing your job. It's just going to be in the context of a study now, but you're doing the same thing you're going to be doing as if they're your patient, right? And many times they are your patient. Uh, and I'll take care of me and the staff, take care of all this, the stuff: regulatory, Alcoa, GCP, EDC, queries. We take care of most of it. You just can keep patient oversight, safety oversight. And that's really what you need to do. Like at the end of the day, that's what your PI's responsibility, do no harm to your patient. Mm-hmm. So that's an easy sell at that point. But it took like 15 years to get the sales pitch down. And it doesn't always come off
1: There's it. like this. There's a nuance to what you said, though. According to protocol, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, yeah, we get into those details later. In the mm-hmm. beginning, there's no protocol to discuss, so that's not that's sure. um, that's information overload usually, for the uh, PI when you're just starting out. And that's one thing I noticed for sites that are looking for new clinicians. They'll like approach the clinician with like. Five protocols and say, Hey, look at these protocols. It's too much information, guys. These are doctors. They're going to start looking at the science. You know, you need to just talk fundamentals. Okay. Oh, geez. This green screen. Here we go. I have to put it like in front of my face. Can you guys see? No. Can you see? Yeah. This is Zoom magic. Okay. This book. That's what you need to know. We don't talk about protocol. Any, uh, there's no protocol in here. This is the fundamentals of research and uh, the
1: overview. Protocol is mentioned many times in there. Yes,
0: definitely, definitely. But can you imagine if we started getting into specifics on the first date with a clinician? I mean, mm-hmm. that's just not going to happen. Like the too much information. So just basics of research. The protocols will come. We can look at them one-on-one at that point, assuming you understand research. That's the first step. Okay. So the, now is a good time as ever to recruit physicians. Many have been furloughed. Um, most clinicians still are not operating at full capacity because of COVID. Okay. So, you know, those, the days of those full waiting rooms are over. Um. So, they're spacing out their patients more. So, they're doing less per day, less billable activity per day. So, it's actually a good time to supplement with research. And uh, we've seen that this is true. And we've seen a lot, an increase in the amount of physicians that have called us, Chris, mm-hmm. to start sites uh, last year, 2020, and this year. Um, you can run ads to get patients. You may get, be careful with those because you may get hits from clinicians who, you know, are not licensed, um, foreign doctors, you need a licensed physician to be a PI. If you want a sub-I, you can have nurse practitioners, um, et cetera. And if you want to do COVID studies, look, I really think that every site that can should consider doing and like at least an outpatient COVID study. There are so many of those studies out there sponsors understand that nobody's experienced with COVID. So the experience thing doesn't matter almost because it's nobody's experience with COVID. We're all research naive and we know a lot of sites. I mean, they don't want to come on and get interviewed because they're making so much money. They don't want to be featured, you know, but we know a lot of sites that are brand new to research that did COVID studies outpatient enrolled a whole bunch of people. And have a lot of billable activity, and not bad f- to get a, your company off the ground. Mm-hmm. All right, and if you need, if your site needs a cash uh, infusion, I do recommend a COVID study. I think the outpatient ones are obviously easier than the inpatient ones. The inpatient ones are tough, but if you have those capabilities, if you can do inpatient, if you have those capabilities, there's no shortage of studies for you. Let me tell you that like those they're looking for sites constantly for inpatient outpatient a little less, but even those, there's like no shortage of those studies either. Uh, what do you think, Chris?
1: Yeah, certainly. I mean, you have a study right now. You, I mean, they Me have too. to be health. Calif- you'd have to be in California, I think, or oh, maybe one where I'm the
0: CRA. Yeah. 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 So, uh, it's an inpatient COVID study though, but it's a both it's inpatient, but then it becomes outpatient. Um, even that is tough to get sites for, but they uh, want
1: you to monitor it. So it needs to be in California or Arizona.
0: Yeah. SoCal or uh, Arizona. So message me if you're interested. And, uh, I'm also working on getting two outpatient study COVID studies for two of our sites that we own. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some sticks on the fire. So I don't know if anything will materialize, but maybe, um, and I haven't been on a at all to try to get studies yet. Uh, For the two sites that we own. So that's the slides, guys. I mean, that's in a nutshell uh, what you should be doing right now, January 28th, 2021. And anything else you want to say?
1: No, I think that's excellent content.
0: All right, good stuff. Um, I'm going to go make sure you guys support. So subscribe, like, comment, get the book if you haven't already. If you have, then thank you, Uh, and just tell a friend about it. Your computer's
1: trying to green screen you.
0: Yeah, it's a new computer. First world problem, so we got to (laughs) fix. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys for watching and listening, and thank you, Chris, and uh, we'll catch you all later. Bye-bye.